American Capitalism, A History, with Lewis Hyman and Edward Baptist. So there are probably three really important things for you to take away about the process of emancipation and how it plays out after 1865 in particular. The first is that although African Americans were technically equal citizens, at least African American men, equal citizens of the United States in the wake of the 14th Amendment, the federal government abandons its brief commitment to protect those rights. The process that's called Reconstruction, in other words, ends fairly soon, by the early 1870s, and is replaced by the process of what its uh, advocates call redemption, the takeover of the Southern political scene by former Confederates, uh, by the white landowners who used to be slaveholders. And that leads, in turn, ultimately to the disfranchisement of African American voters and the imposition of segregation on the public spaces and life in general in the South. Those effects, those processes, uh, lasted for more than a century. More than a century, and in fact, we are still, still dealing with their effects. The second thing to know, and this too is something uh, that we continue to deal with in certain ways. The second thing is that although African Americans were technically equal citizens, the federal government continued in the process of Reconstruction to try to implement a policy of keeping African Americans in the cotton economy as landless laborers. Ultimately, they're able to negotiate, in many cases, something which we know as sharecropping, a process in which a family would agree to work on a landowner's land for a year, grow a cotton crop, and keep about one-third of the value of that crop. Often, that one-third was less than the amount of money they had to borrow to get through the year. And so families were trapped for generations in a kind of economic peonage that prevented any kind of wealth accumulation, any kind of entrepreneurship from developing. And we're still dealing with some of those effects today if you look at the wealth differential between African Americans and white Americans. Finally, uh, a third thing. Although the ideology that starts with Adam Smith and goes through the British emancipators of the 1830s and the northern policymakers of the 1860s, although they thought that free labor would be more efficient than slave labor in all cases, it turns out that in some cases, free people will not produce as much of a particular product in an hour of work as an enslaved person can be forced with great brutality to produce. The total production of the South, in terms of cotton produced, in 1860 was not achieved again until 1880, even though millions more laborers entered the cotton economy in the wake of the 1865, as white families who had been devastated by the impact of the war also come into the sharecropping economy. So that, coupled with a drop in commodity prices, that low level of productivity would lead to hard times for the South economically for many years to come. And in fact, we could say uh, that it became increasingly a colonial economy attached to the North in the wake of the Civil War, as it continued to focus on cotton production, but cotton production continued to decline in efficiency and in total revenue. 
information, go to edX.org and look for American Capitalism, A History, with Lewis Hyman and Edward Baptist. Or go to facebook.com slash American Capitalism MOOC. This podcast has been brought to you by Cornell X from Cornell University. Thank you.